So, audience people, my documentary doesn't have a title yet. I just call it Meds in my head so far. And it's about the history of the meds that I take. Super a super simple premise. And it was born because one day out of boredom, I just Googled all the medications that I take. And I was curious to know, when did they get approved? How do they get approved? What companies make them? And whatever. Normally, I would never do that because then I would always find out awful things about the test trials where people kill themselves or the, you know, the hairy backs that people grew or whatever. So I would purposely never pay attention to the meds that I take. As a matter of fact, when you go to the pharmacy, they give you your meds and they give you these thick booklets that they staple to the bag with all your meds in it. And you open it up and it says, you might die from taking this or you might, your liver might fall out or make sure you get this kind of testing done and this thing and your kidneys are failing. So I purposely always rip those up and throw them away because it just upset it. It upsets me. So as I've gotten better and made my peace with taking these meds until I'm dead, um, I've been more curious about what they are and what they do to me. Um, when I talk to people about mental health and when I talk about my decision to take medication 10 years ago, a little bit more than 10 years ago, a lot of things that, the one thing that people push back with is they say, until when? Like, you take these meds until when? At some point, you got to get off the meds. Then what? Then you're back at square one. Big Pharma. Why is that the thought process? Uh, because the idea of having to take something forever is scary. Like, why would I want to take any kind of harmful, potentially harmful medication in forever? You don't take chemo forever. You take it. You get better. You move on. You don't take Tylenol forever. Um, the idea of taking something forever for mental health uh, makes some people uncomfortable. And when someone says, how long are you supposed to take this? I say, until I'm dead, I will take it as long as it works. If it ever stops working or the side effects become worse, then being well, I'll stop. But I'm not. Um, so. Is that, I'm sorry to interrupt. Does that bother you at all? That this is just a, sure. the lifetime of. Absolutely. When I allow myself to think about it, yeah. I, I, I like the idea of. Um, not, uh, but I'm alive. So it kind of always comes back down to the fact that I'm living and I'm happy and I'm a good mom and I have a career that I love and I could go on and on and on and I wouldn't have those things without these poisonous pills. Um, it also came about because I learned that I have to know what all my meds are in the dark. Um, I have to know what all my meds are by sight. I have to know what all my meds are by dosage. So for example, if there's a white oblong pill with the words 300T on it, I know that that's ketiapine. And I know that's the med I take at night. So sometimes whether I'm sick or I'm in a movie theater or wherever, sometimes I have to be able to feel around and say, this is the med that I need. And I've been in some pretty humorous situations where I've had to figure out what I need. Um, I think one of the things most recently that made me decide to come back to this project that I've talked about for a long time is my fight with Seroquel. Seroquel is the most powerful medication that I take. It's the only one I take that has a street value. It's used in prisons to, um, when you first get to prison, one of the medications they're going to give you, whether you ask for it or not, is Seroquel because they gonna they want you to sit the fuck down and chill out. If you get, um, if you go to a mental hospital, or I don't know if that's the right word, but wherever the case, if you're hospitalized for mental health issues, the first thing you're going to get is Seroquel because it will knock your ass out Um and make you drool in the corner. Although my dosage obviously doesn't do that, it just makes it impossible for me to wake up. Um, I started out on about 600 milligrams of Seroquel every night. Um, I asked my doctor to take me down because I couldn't operate. We went down to four. 
I asked him to take me down again. We went down to three. I asked him to take me down again. We went down to 150. I asked him to take me down again. He said, no, 150 is like the minimum you take for what we want. Stay here. Um, I wasn't happy with that. He told me in the past that he trusted me to make changes as I saw fit. So I decided to start cutting those 150s up. I've been taking 75 for about a year. <clears throat> I did not tell him until I realized that I was okay. And then I told him and he said, all right, fine. Um, so I asked him to make me a prescription for 75, which he did. And when I went to pick it up, it was, I think, $500. And I said, how on earth is this, seven, is this 75 milligram Seroquel $500? And the pharmacist said, your health insurance doesn't cover this dosage. Um, and this is how much it costs. So this story I still find kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That so I think it's a... It gets worse. Continue. 75 milligrams is $500 because my health insurance doesn't cover that. Um, the lower the dosage, the more money it costs in the hopes that you'll just stop and continue to take a larger. That is the biggest example of big pharma is how they charge for Seroquel. And because Seroquel is used so much in hospitals and prisons, obviously those are people who are getting large doses. I know people who take a thousand milligrams of Seroquel. Um, and I'm taking 75 and can't get up in the morning. Um, so I said to the pharmacist, I'll go back and get, what's the lowest amount I can get? And he said, 150 milligrams. I called my doctor and said, can you send a prescription for 150? He says, sure. He sends a prescription in for 150. It costs $5. It's $5 for 150 milligrams, 500 for 75. And I said to the pharmacist, can you please cut these in half? Because I only take 75. And he said, don't tell me you only take 75 because now I'm not doing my job. I can't give you what you're not, blah, blah, blah. And I said, fine, just take, cut it in half for me because it's easier for me to take it that way. He said, if I cut it in half, it's $250. Because just now, to cut it in half. Just to cut it in half, it's $250. The insurance company will charge him to cut it in half for me. The $5 is for a white oblong 300T pill in its original form. Once you touch it, you are now changing it and you have to charge more. So I take a 300 and I cut it up four times. So one pill lasts me for four days. And that is how I get my 75 milligrams. So the last time I did it, it just struck me again that I think there's a story here. And it's a story that I want to tell. I, it's such a fucked up story. I mean, we're fortunate to currently be in a space where you can navigate the price and the changes and whatever else it may come. Cause mm-hmm. they, because we had... Um, an issue because you had a gap in your insurance recently. Yep. Mm-hmm. And one of your medications ended up being, I think it was $150 yep. or whatever it was. And, and I just asked him to give me two weeks worth until my new insurance kicked in, which kicks in today. Because I, I remember being surprised when the pharmacist told you, oh. this is really expensive. It's not going to work. I told her I would have to just pay out of pocket when my insurance didn't go through. And she said, you can't do that. It's too cost prohibitive for that. And I thought it was going to be like $5,000, whatever. And I was like, oh, well, how much is it? And she said, no, 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 you can't. It's $130. And I was like, wow. I only didn't get the full month just because I knew I was going to have insurance in two weeks. I could have very easily paid that. Right. And I just remember thinking, she probably comes across a lot of people who can't get that mad. And just knows that it's not. And, and just knows. So when I went there to pick up the what's name, she said, um, so it costs X, Y, Z. She was almost apologetic about the cost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and this is with. And this sto- is, they give them their, they with give this, you this a discount. This is with discount. the store that's kind of giving you Absolutely. also. Absolutely. And out of curiosity, I was like, so how much was the discount? She looks, she's like, they don't, unfortunately, don't give they me don't like, the breakdown you. of that. Mm-hmm. But It was probably, for that med, 
It probably would have been double, maybe triple. And I was watching, it's funny, the same... So remember when you said, why would she assume that you can't? Mm -hmm. It's because she didn't know how much it was going to be with the discount. Okay. Which doesn't come up until after you bring it up. And essentially, too, because I think that morning I was watching uh, John Oliver recap. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about um, Medicare for all. Mm -hmm. Pluses and minuses and why it made sense and the parts that were difficult and everything else. And there was this one clip of a woman who was saying that she was essentially choosing between her heart meds and her diabetes meds. Mm -hmm. And for her, it came down to what's going to potentially kill me quicker. Which would be the heart. Right. So it's like, I have to forego the diabetes. It may cost, and she's looking like, I may cost me a foot or whatever else, but at least I'll be here to not have the foot. Right. And I feel like that's almost who your pharmacist was talking to in that moment. Absolutely. I am very first world problems. Because even if it did cost one thirty, and I was in a space where I didn't have it, um, I was I could get it. Somebody gonna give me the money. I don't go without my meds. Right. Um, so I talk often about why I take them, why they're important, how they work for me, and why I want others to take them if they feel like they need them. Suggesting to someone that they take meds is really difficult. Um, because I won't say it if I don't believe it to be true. But at the same time, people don't want to hear that because they think that you are part of Big Pharma and you just want them to be on meds. I also feel like there's a space where that's said derogatorily as well. You need meds. Right. Right. So that adds to it. Well, the people I would be saying that to, they know that I wouldn't be saying that. But I did say something to someone close to me recently. Um... We went over the symptoms and they they put out like this plan that included working out, eating better, um, therapy and all these things. And I, I really just, I just really felt like that ain't it, boss. Like even if you put all these things in together, the shit that's going down in your brain right now might not let you be. Mm-hmm. And I said it. And I was like, look, I don't want to tell you what to do, but I have to tell you what to do. This is what I think. Um, I asked the person to fill out a questionnaire that I keep handy. <laughs> and I said, this is not, you know, it's not scientific, but does it come it's from? helpful. Or is it something you created? No, 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 not something I created. It comes from a website. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, print it out and take it to your therapist and say, hey, my friend made me fill this out. I don't know, but this is the score I got and this is the whatever. So that you're not just walking in blind like, do I need meds? Like, fill this out and take it. Um, the person filled it out. The person took it to therapy. The therapist said, I would like you, you know, you haven't mentioned these things. and You didn't tell me some of these things. And I want you to see a psychiatrist about getting on meds. Um, person is now on meds and said something to me that I've often said. How long ago was this conversation? Three months, four months, five okay. months, something like that. The person is now maybe a month or two into being on meds. And what I often hear is regret, disappointment, and rage that other people have been feeling the way that person feels now. All the time. Mm. It's like, wait. I feel like I've heard that before, too. I say it all the time. I mean, even outside of you, I think I've, I feel like I've heard mm-hmm. that. I remember the first time I started like taking meds, like I was like, oh, wait, so y'all walking around feeling like this all right. the time? Like, this is the way you're supposed to feel? I always say it's like, it reminds me of, I can't remember what movie it was, but there's this little girl who's been getting yogurt her whole life and being told it tastes just like ice cream. And then she gets ice cream and it's like, y'all motherfuckers ain't That's shit. That's like pepperoni. <laughs> you got lies about pepperoni. People have been telling me that turkey pepperoni is just like pepperoni. They don't my dad you. and my mom they don't, told they don't me that love you. all the time. I'll be like, I want pepperoni. Turkey pepperoni, same thing. <laughs> I didn't know that bacon and bacon were not the same thing. Bacon and what? Beef bacon. Beef oh. bacon is not bacon. No. Beef bacon is beef. Yeah. It's like steakums. <sighs> oh, I love steakums. You don't like steakums? I like steakums, but it's not bacon. Wait, who would ever say anything about steak and bacon? No, I'm bacon? thinking about beef bacon, not oh, beef bacon. right, like, right, right. Because I yeah. I've had turkey bacon, which I enjoy. But it's different from but it's bacon. But I don't even think it should be called bacon. It shouldn't be called Probably turkey not. bacon. It should be called turkey substitute or something. Turkey sauce. Turkey. 
turkey flat, flat turkey breakfast links. And it's good in its own right, but it'll never be bacon. It'll never be bacon. And I was told, somebody told me wrong, wrong, wrong. Anyway, so I'm very pro-meds. and But one thing I haven't talked about is background on these different meds because I didn't know. Right. And I kind of didn't want to know. But then I started to, when I found out that one of the meds I take was just synthesized and created at an HBCU, I pretty much fell off my bed and stared at the ceiling for an hour and was like, okay, so this is something. I can, I would watch this. Um, and the idea that I might be able to find people who took this, I mean, the, the guy who created this particular med died in 2006, but the idea that I might be able to find some of his former students or go to campus or whatever to see this link to my favorites of all the meds that I have to take. Um, and there's one that you said that may cease to exist at some point? Well, it's not that it will cease to exist, but it's finite and has lithium. Mm-hmm. Um, lithium exists uh, in Colombia primarily. And uh, it also, the same lithium that I take is the same lithium that's used to create ion batteries. So, and can power cars. So I'm last on the list of let's get this lithium over here. Right. Mental health people, y'all over there, y'all get what's left Good over. Luck. Good luck. So um, you get the faulty lithium. I'm just interested to know what happens when the reserves are gone. Right. Then what? Nothing works the same. All the other meds I take, there are, are similar that mean, ones. Is it work being done to find something similar, or there's nothing? That can, there's nothing. There's nothing synthetic that's the same. All the other meds that I take have a similar med that does basically the same thing, except for lithium. So I'm just shit out of luck, basically. And there is a, I don't know if I told you this, but there is a reserve. What's an ore? O-R-E. An ore is a type of metal, like iron ore. I'm not sure what makes it an ore, but ore is the type of metal. Or a state of metal, possibly. As we sit in front of computers, <laughs> making up definitions and stuff we can just look out. So there's this little tiny island somewhere um, that has a pretty big reserve of lithium. And you can only go to it like one month out of the year because weather makes it impossible to get to. So, of course, in my dream, I'm making it to Said place. Lithium Island during that one. So, ore month. is a naturally occurring solid material from which a metal or valuable mineral can be okay. properly lithium, extracted. So, lithium ores. It is right that we're looking for lithium ores. Um, so, I have this dream of going to Colombia and visiting the lithium ores there and talking to... Because the Colombian government... Um, is being really strict about who can come there and who can mine for lithium there. Um, And all of the meds I take just have really compelling stories about how and and Would this be a series or would this be... I don't know. From from what you told me, I feel like there's an episode or... For each med? For each med. But it's a half hour, hour, whatever. So I always thought of it as um, one doc. Mm-hmm. A two-hour traditional documentary mm-hmm. in which I travel to all the different places, which includes India, Colombia, Massachusetts, which is where the saddest story is. Because one of the meds I take, it, the company did a very disgusting trial, horrible trial, where they used people who were involuntarily um, being held in a hospital. And one of them was not monitored properly and it gave him a very high dosage of the medication and he killed himself. Um, so I see a regular two hour doc, but you did mention before that it could be a I series. S- I see a Netflix kind of half hour on each one. Or not vice, but uh, you know. But it's in that same vein. Right. Because also as a viewer I feel like there's so much story in each of these things. That either I'm not going to get the richness of each story or I'm going to start to gloss a little bit. Eh, I think people can, um, I think people can watch a two hour doc on meds if it's compelling enough. Mm. My problem 
is wrapping it around, wrapping my head around whether or not I'm in it or not. Because it could be, I don't have to be in it for it to be about these four potential meds. I think there's something that helps to being in it, though. I know. But the person that I look up to most in film who does documentaries is so dead set against Who's that? the person about people being in their own docs that it just it's just all in my head right here. Every who's, time I ever got in front of the camera, I would be like, who's that? Or can you say? Mm-mm. I'm not going to say, mm-hmm. but that person is just right here. Even though if nothing else, I think this makes sense for me to talk about these four meds mm-hmm. and how they work for me. Right. My, my psychiatrist said that he would be honored to be in it. And he would talk specifically about why he prescribed these particular medications for me, which I think would be super dope. Um, I don't know. I think there's a humanizing aspect to it that, to me, works. I mean, you, we recently went through you having to write an article where you were struggling with putting yourself in it. Not just, I, I struggled with writing the Frank Lucas story. Right. And I knew that had to be first person. And I think those stories were richer for you being in them because it, it's a, it was a very unique perspective. And I'm really proud of them. But again, Jermaine and I were talking about this recently in hip hop. Jermaine Hall? Jermaine Hall, yes. Of Level? Editor in Chief of Level. Level.medium.com? Level.medium.com. In hip hop journalism specifically, it was considered almost law that you did not write in the first person. Well, I think that was the journalism gaze if there's such a thing where you had to be such staunch journalists because it was hip-hop right that you and we wanted it to be proper and right. we wanted to you know we wanted to be tom brokaw and dan so rather. dan rather so you never ever wrote in the first person mm-hmm. uh and that just kind of stuck with us and it was the same reason why you never took a picture with a anybody or obviously not getting anybody's autograph but when i think of all the people i could have pictures with not so that I can, but just because. So I could track that time in my life. Um, that's not a thing. Because you would never do that. Because that would be bad. Yeah, I think there's definitely spaces where you overshoot what's necessary to be, quote unquote, respected. Uh, China is also a major lithium producer. I didn't know that. Did you know that? Of course. No, you didn't. No, I did not. You were just saying that. Yes. So lithium, do you know that 7-Up was originally made with lithium? It was literally called lithium. Lithium lithium carbonated 7-Up soda. That That was its original name. That's not catchy at all. I guess that's why they dropped the lithium. How do you write that jingle? I know, right? (laughs) And they used to give it to kids. Like the commercial for the lithium carbonated 7-Up. It's like a little baby drinking it. Why? Why was the lithium in there? Yeah. Um, it was calming. Same reason why Coke was in Coca-Cola. You put drugs into so things. Depending, depending on what you need to do. If I need to shoot exactly. up Coke. Exactly. It's time to calm down. Lithium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So lithium uh, is an industry standard and it's a med that does what it's supposed to do with very with side effects, but that but that are manageable. Um, but what what's interesting to me, my doctor prescribed lithium to me, but I never wanted to take it. I've talked about this a million times because I was told that it would dull your creativity. Um, and I was afraid there of that. There is so much and of it did. That. There's so much of that idea that, um, that poor meds- mental health is required almost mm-hmm. to be creative. No, I don't think not that required. it's poor it mental health. I think not treating poor mental health. Right. Is required. Right. You ain't got to be crazy, but if you are, you can't treat it. You better ride that wave. Um, That's true. You're going to have to make some sacrifices if you want to, if you have mental health issues and you're creative, you're going to have to sacrifice a little something. So I'm bumping into the microphone. That's just how that goes. So I was definitely muted for... Good year, maybe longer. And I'm still not what I was when I was hypomanic in a lot of ways. So, no, I can't write a book in six months, but I'm also alive. Everything starts with that. 
Yay, being alive. Being alive is great. Can you not go first? <laughs> Why? What raise, do you mean? I don't want to raise Maisie all by myself. I'm not going to go that young. She'll be a grown up. I promise. She'll be grown up. I won't leave you while she needs to be raised. Okay. I promise. She's a lot. I mean, she's already 12. You think I'm going to die at 50? Yeah, I'm not going to die at 50. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to live. I, you want to know? Do you, you want to know when I'm going to die? Wasn't there a website that told you, like, your death clock? There was, there was a site mm. at one point that told you, like, how many years I you had. I remember that. Yeah, it's like you filled it. That? You filled in all the you things. You filled out all these things, and they told you, like, 72.2 years. I was still thinking. I didn't. I, it was like you're going to die on this day, not even seventy two point two years. All right. So do you want to know? Because I found it. Uh, day of birth. Uh huh. Month of birth. Mm-hmm. Oh, your BMI. God damn it. My my BMI is. Are you pessimistic, sadistic, or optimistic? Mm. You're optimistic. What's my BMI? Uh, hold on. You can't, well, I can't. Well, I can't. I can't do can't it because you can't. You can't yell across the thing. I know you don't. You won't let me. Even though it's so dumb. Yeah, yeah. That women have to be like, oh, I'm twenty-two pounds. Also, go from I have a really tiny waist and fat ass to like I don't want to tell you my weight. Right. Shut the fuck up. Right. But still, my I I'm a big girl, and I you're can not, say though. that, and you but you're not. can't. You're not a big girl. I am. No, you're not. Let's see. My BMI is twenty-eight. Mine is... Which is overweight. Oh, wow. My BMI is 28. Two more, and I'm obese. Obesity starts at 30. BMI is trash. It is. But it's something. Okay. Um, All righty. I have... I'm dying on Friday, February 20th, 2071. You got that? So 50 years? Mine is 1973. 98. That's too long. You go from, can you not go before me? Yeah, 2071. I was born in 1973. So. My BMI is 29. Your birthday is 30. I'm on the very edge of healthy. November. Don't let's not give out all my personal information. (laughs) Thank you. All I said was 30 November. Yeah, yeah. Let's stop there. Are you pessimistic, sadistic, or optimistic? Pessimistic. You're gonna lose a couple. What's your BMI? 29. I'm on the very edge of healthy. (laughs) What? (laughs) How bad is it? Remember that this is just a random little game. Uh Uh-huh. 20. What the? This won't work. (laughs) This is, well, how are you feeling right now? (laughs) Tell me that. Do you have a cough? Um, (laughs) Wait a second. I'm not telling you. Got to. Mm -mm. No, no, we're doing it over. Mm-mm. I know this is random, and I don't like it. So basically, if you say you're pessimistic, it has you dying in four years. And when I changed it to optimistic, it has you dying in 2072. So so basically, the death clock is like... So if my BMI is 38 and I'm optimistic... Oh, interesting. Let's find out. 38 BMI. Optimistic? Yeah. Non-smoker? Mm-hmm. Everything the same. Same everything else. Mm-hmm. 2065. So it really just comes down to my poor mental, a- poor yeah. attitude. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what it is. Whoever developed this site does not believe in... In science? <laughs> yes. Or medication. So if you have a BMI of 38 and you're optimistic and you don't smoke, you'll live to be 88. Now that's right there. Which is nonsense because I think it's safer to be a pessimist. 
No, it's not. I know you're. I know you. What you think of that? But no, it's not. That's not how that works at all. How much do you weigh? Two hundred pounds. You don't look like you weigh two hundred pounds. I don't know what that looks like, but like I said before, before you scolded me. Hey, hey, hey! You worry about your own self. Worry about yourself. Don't be talking about what I look like. Your category is prone to health risks. Like blindness? Your body mass index is 28. I thought it was 29, but yeah. You're overweight. But do I look overweight? I'm just telling you what the numbers say. Does it account for fives that can feed a family of 12? Ooh, look at you. Spicy. Does it account for a butt you can bounce a quarter off of? I don't have one of those. I don't know. Your butt's pretty quarter bouncy. I miss my twerking days. I don't know if I want you to be able to twerk. Well, maybe not twerk, but I used to be able to make a but clap. But you got a great butt. Let's make a clap. I mean, that's okay to look at every once in a while, but I don't know if I need all that. I need to get back on the bike. I need to get back on something. Yeah. <sighs> Your sexy voice is much better than my sexy. Uh, no, no. No, you're around. It's better than yeah. Rare. It's like an old. I need to get back on something. So my BMI is actually 27.5. Because I didn't add on my 0.5. I'm 5.5 so, five, five and a half, not 5.5. Five. So I just want to point out. Yeah. That as much as you didn't want to talk about weight. Mm-hmm. You've given me your height. Yep. And your BMI. Yeah. The math at that point is pretty simple. I weigh 165. Okay. It's just not something I, it's just a cultural thing that I've always been raised that you're not supposed to talk about your weight. Women don't tell their age, I'm 46, or their weight, 165. And also, I don't want to be 165, truth be told. I don't like that number. I was 125 pounds four years ago. Yeah, I don't like that oh number. Oh, God. I do not like that number. You don't like that number? No. Why? I saw the pictures. I'm on 165. What about 150? I'll, I'll let you have that because it's my decision, apparently. Yeah, you tell me how much I'm supposed to weigh, sir. I think I'm going to go for 150. That's going to be really difficult. That involves not having tag alongs on my fucking nightstand. That's what They're that on is. my nightstand. It might as well be mine. Stay on your side it's of the cl- bed. <laughs> it's close enough to my nightstand. But so, so can I just tell you this? Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know what we're doing right here, but it's not my job to know. If I'm going to make a goal and say, like, I want to weigh 150 and not 165, or I want to weigh 160, or whatever it is, if you're not on team Aaliyah's trying to lose weight, it's not going to happen. Like, whoever I live with, including my kid, if we're not all on the same page, you can't. You can't make those types of life. You mean the stuff in the house, like the cookies? Yeah, of course. Like, a nigga really came in with a backpack like, eh. With three boxes of cookies, not one. Three half boxes. I'm saying. I eat half. You will just walk up to me anywhere and be like, "Here's a Kit Kat. (laughs) Just go ahead. So this eat some sugar. So it's gonna sound. And I'm like, why? This is gonna sound kind of. Sounds. It's gonna sound like I'm bragging, but I don't mean to brag. I forget that people can't eat like I eat. Right. And. I mean, women in general can't eat the way men do. So we could start there. Men but you eat, specifically. But men can't eat like I eat. Right. So that's the problem. And you can't. You got to help me. I mean, I'm not, I don't know how dedicated I am to anything at this precise moment. But. My biggest thing is if I'm exercising, I'm, I eat a lot healthier. And the, the reverse doesn't work. Like I can't eat my way, way to exercise. If you and I. Put as much energy into eating right and healthy. Like, if we turn into those people who like meal prep and figure out what they need to eat. Is this a conversation week. about people hating us? And we were in the gym, which how, is three how, floors down from us. How disgusting we would be to everybody. And made videos, workout videos. So today we're going to run 18 miles. Be right back. Tell us what your flex was today. In the gym only, losers. <laughs> no non-gym why do, why flexes. Do, why do push-ups while you're doing push-ups on my back? Yes. All that. 
Um, I, I think hate, we I would be. Them. I hate them. Uh, they're kind of cute. People hate us, you know. Yeah, for different reasons. Same. We're insufferable. And those gym people are insufferable. We're just insufferable in a different format. That's all. Can you imagine listening to this for however long we've been doing this? It's only been two hours and 45 minutes. <laughs> We're insufferable. We earned insufferable, though. We earned it? We earned it. In eight months? <gasps> Cut that out. Nope. I don't play that nonsense. What? I literally said the one thing I won't talk about on Ear Talk is sex. It's not Ear Talk. What I call it? Ear Talk. On Ear Talk mm -hmm. is sex. Literally talked about it for 45 minutes. Just today. Ex exactly after I said that. Literally the next thing after that. There's something about a microphone that it opens folks up. You think it would close folks up? It opens folks up. Damn. Like, and again, we can't get into too much of the details of it, but um, your mother did something for a project of ours. Mm -hmm. And the expectation was her to be kind of closed off from mm -hmm. rigid. Mm -hmm. She got in front of the mic and it's like, so. <laughs> I got things yeah. I want to say. Ra, 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 ra. I think that's everybody who worked on that project with us. Pretty much, yeah. Um, the mic opens folks up. Except for maybe my kid. I don't know if she was any different. She's not much different on the mic than she is in real life. No. <laughs> <laughs> so there's her. Um, also, I think there's a difference in understanding the context of what's happening. Well, not understanding the context, how it hits. I think as a 12-year-old, the ramifications and fears just don't exist as opposed to... Oh, you mean like she wouldn't have those fears about being on the air in the first place. Right. She doesn't have anything to be feeling anxious about. Right. Yeah. Even including true. what that particular project was Correct. based on. Yeah. She's not tripping. She's just kind of like, whatever it is, what it is. It's one of those, like, I don't know enough to be afraid. Um, shoot. What was my point? No. Help me. I'd... Damn it. Okay. I was talking about the dog and then I was talking about that. And then we started talking about the but, um, damn it. Anyway, so my doc I'm hoping to start working on soon. I don't know. I don't even know where to begin, but I know that I have to do some traveling. And that's going to be kind of costly. I'm hoping that I can do. Well, in theory, we have a budget for this. We're, well, not, doing, we're not doing this. Well, no. What I want to do is. Either a trailer um, or one episode um, and then get some funding. I'm not trying to fund the whole project myself. Um, and then try to get a studio or someplace to pay for the rest. Um, that's, the, that's the goal. And I think I would want to start by going to the HBCU where Dr. Maida synthesized one of the meds that I take. I'm assuming that he probably, just the idea that young black people helped to make this med that I take every day is pretty crazy slash inspiring. And neither the students nor the doctor receive any back end, of course, because you're working for GlaxoSmithKline. And I don't know how that works. How do you synthesize a, dr a drug? Does the lab pay you off one time? Say, thanks for this great med. Thanks for the Prozac. I think like it. anything else, there's negotiations in there. It's either... But he was just a college professor. So? What kind of power does he have? He made the thing. Yeah, but he doesn't still own it. They're the ones. Put, they put him in a lab that they were controlling. Right. I'm saying, I don't know. I think that's negotiated in terms of what rights and ownership he has to the thing before the thing's even created. Maybe. It's kind of like in um, Acrimony where... Nothing is kind of like in Acrimony. Where the inventor created his battery and he was negotiating on the rights to continue to own the battery and work on it after nothing, the company bought it. Nothing. <laughs> nothing in Acrimony is a thing. At all. No? Nothing. Um...
Are you going to help me? Sure. Am I running point on it? The thing you just have to keep in mind is you're going to have to make a lot of food. Or we're going to have to make a lot of food. I was talking about the documentary. Oh, I'm back to the exercise. No, you were, I was already on for the documentary. You know that. So what are you trying to say about the food? That I need to lose weight? No. I, you know, where's the button? <laughs> don't you press that button. <laughs> and I mean it. Don't you press it. You don't press it until I say press it. Don't do it, Shane Paul Neal. Don't do it. You better not. So that's the thing that's hard about making a goal and then asking for people to help. Because what happens when you say, fuck that shit, and you want to go buy a pint of ice cream? I, after you, I after buy you, a pint of ice cream and sit in the car. <laughs> oh, God. That sucks. <laughs> And then I was talking about me. If I'm the one who's saying I need this to be done, I need everyone to come online, and I want to buy a pint of ice cream, and I want to say fuck it. Um, that's that's a little tougher. Exactly, it's tougher for me, I should say, because do I come in and say, despite the ice cream out your hand, and say no? I think you know the answer to that. I'm pretty sure. Don't you? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I need to give it some thought before I commit to anything because I got a lot going on right now. But I do need to commit to getting back, getting my ass back in the gym. That's not a, that's not a, um, I don't want to do 150. I want to do 145. Can I do 145? Mm. 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 145 is cute I mean I, I guess I mean it's your body I told you that I think of you When I'm buying things So I'm thinking of you As I mold and shape my body And you like it I wouldn't try to get down to 125. Well, that's also because I don't know that that's healthy for you. It can be healthy. 125 can be healthy. It can be. It'd be miserable, but it can be. I also don't know where that 40 pounds is coming from. 40 pounds? Where, you mean where it's going? No, where it's, oh, where it's coming from? That jet you're dumping. Everywhere. You saw me. I've, yeah, I've seen you a lot. I mean, you saw pictures of me at 125. Right. The sec- the things are getting sacrificed. <laughs> like uh, the thing, know, the main things that get sacrificed 30, 30 pounds were from the waist up. So my neck was smaller and my arms were smaller and my boobs were smaller and my face was smaller. All my weight comes up like this. It goes like down. It starts with here. Which is good, because you still keep the butt for sort of some time, but not really. I also need you to look like one cohesive person. You can't have your butt and your legs and then <laughs> look like olive oil on top. You saw, Is that what I look like when I showed well, you the one, picture of the me? The picture you showed me, I didn't enjoy, period. What do you mean? There's a picture you showed me where you were, I, was like, I think it was you at 125 that looked a little gaunt. You know that... Five five and one twenty five fits firmly in normal weight BMI, not underweight. BMI is culturally biased. I don't believe that, but we've talked about that before, so I'm not yeah. doing that. Um, did we talk? Did we talk about that here, or did we? No, we've talked about it in real life. Um, I don't think it's as culturally biased as we'd like it to be. I just think because the numbers tend to be so frightening for us, we don't like to think that. It could be that real. That all of us, that literally every black person ever is obese. <laughs> all of us. Maisie's obese, you know, all of us. The fact that I'm If on, I'm overweight, Maisie's overweight. The fact that I'm considered almost overweight to me is ridiculous. You actually are overweight. Yeah, that's nonsense. The BMI says you're overweight. BMI is a liar. So, although BMI can be used for most men and women, it does have limits. It overestimates body fat in athletes and others who have a muscular build. The BMI will not be accurate for these people and that includes you 
It may underestimate body fat in older persons and others who have lost muscle. Not you. Not me. I'm not so sure if I have, I don't think of myself as having a muscular build. But you, it says right you here. You mean to tell me you have 40 pounds of fat that you can lose off your body? Look around. Yep. Feel, touch the things, whatever. So 40 would be eight, five pound bags of sugar. That is how the math works, yes. I need a visual. Yes. I don't have 40 pounds of fat to lose. No. So you're losing muscle. If I go by pounds of sugar, I'm good with losing one, two, five, two pounds of sugar. I mean, two five pound bags of sugar, and I'm good. And that's a stretch, in my opinion. It's a bit of a stretch. Ooh, kind of. Yeah. That's 10 pounds. Right. Hmm. I handed you a 10 pound. No, you. we had 15 pounds in the bag recently. And I picked it up and you thought I was Hercules. Like. What was it? I don't remember what it was. It was something in a grocery bag that you thought. How do you know it was 15 pounds? Because I picked it up. I've been picking up weight my entire life. Like I have a sense of what stuff is. It wasn't particularly heavy. But I, I say that to say you overestimate what some weight is. No, I'm basing my weight. I'm not holding myself to base on how weight. I'm looking in the mirror. I'm not like picking up my thigh and trying to figure out how much it weighs. Wouldn't it be cool if you could do that? That'd be awesome. You should be able to pick up yourself. Right. Just I, jump high in the air and hold yourself. I just want to know how much my ass weighs. How much is just that? <gasps> my ass alone would probably weigh like. Well, that's impossible to say because are your thighs up there? No, just your ass. But you ain't got to like pull it off, like all the butt off. Both pieces separate? No, it's one ass. It's one collective ass. One collective ass. My ass probably weighs 20 pounds. How much does the brain weigh? We, uh, were, we were really surprised because it's like super heavy. Was it? Yeah, I remember? It was, I don't know why. It was something gross. And we were looking you at. Can't, we were looking at the. We, I, I mentioned that stupid. No, it was Jerry Maguire. Weighs the, the human brain, the human skull, the human head weighs blah, blah, blah pounds. I think the brain was like eight pounds or something like that. The average brain, three pounds. It must have been a skull. I would love if this person would answer any of the questions I'm sending them in email. Yeah, the skull is 11 pounds. The human head is 11 pounds. Containing the brain, which is three pounds. So if my head weighs 11, my ass is definitely an easy 20. That's but the, the that's skull. The, that's the <laughs> but the skull is bones, <laughs> and bones have to be heavier than fat. Uh, no, that's I don't not know. I don't how know. that works. Weight how... is weight is weight. Well, no, because um, muscle, muscle is heavier than fat. It takes less muscle to get a pound than it does fat. So you, in terms of mass, there's differences. But I don't, know, I don't know relation between like bone and fat. My butt weighs twenty pounds. Put that on a t-shirt. I'm just letting you know. No, we put that on the back of some pants. My butt weighs twenty pounds. Yes, and we sell those. What is? It? I never want to lose my butt. Can we talk about my butt? It's your butt. So when I was sixteen, I went away to school, and my roommate told me that. She was in the cafeteria looking for me. And she it was found your butt. really important, and she couldn't find me. And she saw a guy. He was a senior, and we didn't really know him, know him, because he was like super popular. But it was enough that she was like, "Forget it, I'll ask him." And she said, "I'm sorry, uh, I'm looking for Aaliyah. Have you seen her?" And he said, "Who's Aaliyah?" And he said, "My roommate." And he said, "Oh." Freckles and a big fat ass. And she was like, whoa. She's over there by the ice cream scooper thing. And she said to me later, hey, you know so-and-so? Yeah, the senior. When I said, do you know him? Do you know where Aaliyah is? He said, who? And then he said, Aaliyah, 
freckles and a big fat ass. And I was like, well, I have freckles, but. You didn't know you had a fat ass. I didn't know I was, had a fat ass until I got to college. No clue whatsoever. Still wasn't sure. Kind of thought maybe he was thinking I was another black girl with freckles. And that was it. I didn't know. I didn't know. It's important. I didn't know. I know now. Did you feel some kind of way with this revelation? Were you embarrassed? I was embarrassed, yeah. I was wondering if other guys had seen me and thought that. And if I had perhaps... The answer being yes. Right. And then what does that mean? That I didn't know that? And yeah, I was definitely embarrassed. Um, this Love is Blind show. Yeah, you said we have to watch that. I changed my mind. I unfortunately because I couldn't I can't I can't avoid spoilers because it's all in my feed. So now I get it and I'm like rooting for people and I've never even seen them before. So I'm done. We have a lot of shows we need to watch. What else? Um either movies that you haven't seen or just like random shows I feel like that pop up. I feel like movies I haven't seen is its own podcast. It is. Thank you. Good job. <laughs> What's the name of it? Because that's what we need. It's called Movies I Haven't Seen, silly. With Aaliyah S. King. Here we go. Um, What's the first movie that we need to watch? I'm scared to say because people will be like, bitch, how you ain't seen that movie? The Wiz. Nigga, I'm not that bad off. I know I've seen The Wiz. Princess Bride. No one's seen that. Everybody's seen it. Nobody's seen it. No one's ever heard of it before. That movie is so good that people don't even care that there are no black people in it. Um, let's see. I've never watched, I don't know any of the Star Wars movies. Um, none of them. All nine. Uh, one of the Marvel movies? I only made it to one. I was supposed to be watching all of them and I couldn't. Well, you've seen two. No, two is the Hulk, right? No, I've seen you've seen two movies. Oh yeah, I've seen two. Yeah, but I've only seen one in order, which was what's the first one? Iron Man. Yeah, I enjoyed it. They're fun movies. They're good movies. Very well done. I'm in the middle of watching Black Panther again. I literally can't wait to get home to finish watching it because I'm enjoying it more than I did when I originally saw it. It that, holds up. That April. Well, it's only been three years. It holds up. That whole April live thing was a lot. The you response mean, to the Twitter, blah, blah, um, blah. Thing. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't seem like it was that deep, but. It never, it rarely is. We have the folks that we like. For we some reason, I love it when people say, we're going to all watch this together like a family. I love it. The family thing kind of turns me off, actually. I love it. It's so fun. The idea, like, okay, we're all watching this together. Um. I mean, it's because it, when there was a time, network TV was appointment. It's like, we're going to watch this at 8 o'clock, and then when it goes off, we'll all talk about it. But you can't do that with Netflix. So you have to say, let's all watch this at this time so remember, we can live tweet it. I remember as a kid, um, there was a point where Fox 5, Channel 5, had all the dope cartoons. And every kid on the block knew you went in for Thundercats, you didn't come back out till after X-Men or no X-Men that's 90s after um, I think Silverhawks so there's like there's an hour hour and a half where there was nobody on the block and then we all run back out and reenact the entire mm-hmm, thing for mm-hmm. the rest of the night yeah appointment TV is fun that's where I, I think there's a there's a couple Netflix shows where they went back to like releasing weekly which was interesting um, I watched the first season of the Wu-Tang show on Hulu and having to wait for that week to week wasn't... Did you finish it? Mm-hmm. And you enjoyed it? It was good. I'm looking forward to season two. Um, Did they put them out all at once? No. Or you had to... It was week to week. It was yeah, appointment to you? Yeah. And there was something cool about it. I don't know if I want to go back to that for the wide breadth of shows. I liked it. I liked but binging liked as it. well. But it's refreshing. Like, you have to wait till next week. I'm enjoying uh, uh, Infamous... 
Oh yeah, That's the six nine yeah. story. You know what's really weird? Whenever I hear the word six nine, no matter what. Of course. No. Oh, sorry. Look at where your head is in the gutter. The I think is about the gutter. Thank you. I mean, damn it, that's true. Um, I think about. You're gonna be like, "What the hell are you talking about?" But you know, um, Vivica Fox. I've heard of her. Yes. <laughs> well, at one point, she was dating this guy named Six Nine, so named because he was Six Nine. And that's not very imaginative. Yeah. Um. She. This is even before 50. So this is a bazillion years ago. Don't ask me why I still remember this, but I do. And every single time I hear this rapper's name, I think of 6ix9ine. No idea where this dude is. They got divorced like 20 years ago. But that's the original 6ix9ine. Well, that's not the original 6ix9ine. What was the original 6ix9ine? Really? What's who? the original six nine? No, I said I said who is the original six nine? No, I'm saying that's not the original six nine. No, I said he is the original six nine. Not talking about the sexual position, but I'm talking about person. Well then I guess. Um oh come on. Do people even say six let's six nine? No one even says that. That's just a porn term. No one is like texting they, someone like so tomorrow training, let's however, do was a new discovery. What's that again? Basically, it's 6 9 with more than two people. Remember? It doesn't matter the order of operations? Mm, whatever you're into. Where you want to put your mouth on and whatever you want to put your mouth in. Daisy chain. So mm. you're still learning things too. I feel like even though I probably have had more partners than you. Oh, this just, is it dark outside? Okay. It's, it's dark. Okay. Air talk after dark. You know so many more things than I do. Like, way more things. Like, I feel like I learned more actual rabbit holes to fall into mm-hmm. in the past eight months than I have in the past eight years. I mean, you've, you've met at least a couple of people that I know. So, it's kind of unavoidable that I wouldn't have learned some things. Just one in that world. Well, I know more than one. You said you've met a couple of people right, that right, I right. know. Right, right, right. Excuse me. Well, I, I know multiples, multiple forms of Nigella. Um, don't be putting her business out there. She has a podcast. It's amazing. Okay. I just opened up an incognito tab to look up Daisy Chain. Mm -hmm. Doesn't exist. What do you mean it doesn't exist? Nothing comes up. Like nothing on the first, nothing comes up on the first page. It says, uh, of Google's, uh, it says it's a garland or string of interlinked daisies. I'm sorry, or, Google doesn't know all the sexual positions. Or an interconnection of computer devices, peripherals, or network nodes in series, one after the another. Yeah, that's where the name came from. Oh, a line or circle of three or more persons engaged in simultaneous sexual activities. For example, a high-class call girl, she drew the line at Daisy Jane's. By the way, um, for those of you who are interested, Najela's podcast is the Cunt Cast oh. on Unreasonable Fridays. I see. The Cunt Cast. Excellent. If you're interested in sex positivity or sex in general, it's a really, really, really good show. She um, is actually the uh, impetus behind my newest Dear Level for next week, um, where I'm going to be explaining to the men's. Why they got to start paying for porn. Mm. Yep. Um, There's also that Pornhub article you just read about the sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. No, that was a uh, a petition to uh, just take the site down. But it had some pretty interesting uh, mm-hmm. stuff. I, I, I don't want to... I'm sad to write that story mm. because I like Pornhub. It's got its place. Another Pornhub guy. I, I, I mean, not Pornhub. I like porn. Sure. Period. And I know that if Pornhub is problematic, it's likely that it all is. What is your? Uh, I mean, some yeah. What is your go-to site at this point? <sighs> RedTube. I feel like RedTube was so early two thousands. 
I watch the same stuff over and over. I'm not really like looking for new things. You do. So it doesn't really matter. I have to switch up. I can't do the same videos. Yeah. I, I mean, there's probably a total of like. Do you have them like bookmarked someplace? No. I never trust that I can bookmark. I have never done anything. I don't have a subscription. I don't have my... I don't like, understand why people pay for Pornhub. Well, because you know, there's always those a couple videos here and there where they're like, oh, nope, nope, this is premium only. I've never run into that. No, I have. Um, you, you, you be digging, digging. But yeah, I... No, not the same. I don't care if it's the same videos or not, but the, what's interesting is that... I find myself watching the same videos, not because I'm looking for them, but because if for whatever reason, whatever rabbit hole I go down, it ends up hitting the right spot, so to speak. Sure. Eh. I and If I end up watching the same movie, it's because I don't have time to search. I got things to do. That makes sense. But this also goes like, masturbation for me is utilitarian. I think, and to some degree for guys in general, it's utilitarian. Whereas I think it's ex- more of an experience for women. It's utilitarian for us too. It is. It's just that we might need more of an experience to get to uh, makes sense. the utilitarianness. But I would, I mean, how long is it going to take? You told me. You said it's anywhere between like three minutes or 15 minutes. No. Right. Yeah, somewhere in there. Uh, maybe 10. I don't need to watch porn for 15, 20 minutes. That's eh, it's too much. So, yeah, I'm at, like... At that point, it's a job. I'm... Wow. <laughs> well, this is what happens four <laughs> hours in. What is this, a telethon? Um, By the way, you can donate the show at paypal.me forward slash rights. We have to get... Yeah. I got to get a PayPal for... Do it. stuff. But it's Give coming. us money. Don't... Don't get money. Don't give us anything. Don't what? pay attention to him. Stop it. Don't give us money. Stop it. No. So I'm at like 15 minutes of the conversation we were just having. Oh, okay. I think about it could be 20, depending on how stressed out I am. I mean, I hope you're not apologizing. You sound apologetic. No, I'm just actually just being very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about it. There's so many things at work. Like, doesn't it matter? how soon it's been since the last time you had sex, isn't that going to have an effect on it? Um, no, because I think I told you this before. After we have sex, like that following morning or whatever, it's great. Masturbating. Right, but isn't the amount of time it takes going to be different, whether it's the day after or two mm, days after? No. Hmm. It's going to be more difficult for, it's, for me if I just did the real life things. You know, not, it'll be 20 minutes. No. I mean, if we're getting deep into it, the, <laughs> the amount of <laughs> the volume changes. Right, of course. Like you mean, the, yes. Yeah. Minimizes. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, it's all the same. Timing is the same. Intensity is the same? Uh, intensity is higher. But just that one time. Yeah. That's interesting. I meant to actually put that in my most recent postmortem, but I didn't. There's a podcast for you. Postmortem podcast. Postmortem. The postmortem podcast. The last time we had sex. This yeah. is what happened. What if someone really broke down a sexual experience with someone? The positions. Like a play by play? A play by play. Why, though? I don't listen to it. Because I don't have anything else to do. Is it meant to be sexy? Is it meant to be informative? No. Informative, not sexy. Same way you would play by play of a race. People do that. I guess, yeah. I'm still working. I should not still be working. Working's good. So I, and I'm going to have to cut this out. <coughs> or I probably won't. Um, writer sends me, instead of putting an article into, on the website, they send me a Google Doc. I don't know why. Mm. I say, do you have access to the CMS? 
Don't forget the the photographer's name is something, 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 something. Mm-hmm. Not what I asked. Then it's um, everything I'm asking, I'm not getting an answer to. I'm getting answers to other questions that I didn't actually ask. So I don't think this piece is going to run today. Uh -huh. be honest. Not your fault. Because I can't download the pictures from the website. Oh, that's what it was. Can you send me to email me the pictures instead of having them on the website name? No response. So I'm about to call it a night. Because I'm an hour and a half past my shift. I think we're done. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm going to call this one. It's been three You hours. think? I'm being sarcastic. Hit the button. <coughs> what? What's that? There's my, um, my wing stop. That was fine. Mm -hmm. I like how we just talked through the thing. Am I supposed to? I don't. I, I kind of like it. Yeah, just talk it over. Don't like me doing that? No, I don't care. Like, I, oh, I get a okay. kick out of it. Shh, shh. So tell me about. <laughs> Ow, my ears hurt.